Hey, 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 friends. It's your boy, Rick Villanueva. Boy, I've messed up my own name. Batting a thousand already. Ten seconds into this thing. And, uh, hey, you're listening to Jam Transmissions. And uh, guess what? We're going to talk about the Bat Patch. So after last week's two-parter mid-season event, um, was ready to kick off the second, the back half of this thing. And, you know, it's something I wanted, I want to kind of get off my chest here about last week that I don't think I mentioned, um, something that kind of bothered me a little bit. The, the whole episode, like the emotional punch of Palpatine kind of getting it, giving his directive on with the stormtroopers and all of that, like it's a huge moment within the galaxy, right? Within galactic history. But my problem with it is that it jumps from that right into the scene with uh, the Batch and Echo. And they're really, like, there's not a lot of time to linger on it. And it just felt a little, like, almost less important than what it was. Um, like, you don't really see the ripples of it in the moment. Like, you know, there's, I don't even remember there being, like, much of any reaction shots from the rest of the senators. Maybe there were, but I it just seemed like it was very, a, a quick jump to the next scene um because i've heard of you know listen to a lot of shows people talking about it and what they thought and the impact and how great it was and to me it just seemed a little bit lessened um because there wasn't some time to really let that sink in it just kind of goes to the next thing um and then echo's leaving was just very abrupt too to me um which kind of leads us into this episode uh episode nine the crossing um well you know one of those titles with uh, double triple meanings that um, we're going to get into in a little bit. So this episode, um, I, like, I, I liked what it was. I liked some of the things that they explored with Omega in this episode. What I did not like in this episode was the music, kind of front to back. Um, I did not care for the Western theming sounding music. It reminded me of, for any of you who have ever watched... Um, Key and Peel in the later seasons of Key and Peel, uh, where they didn't have like the original opening and had this like twangy guitar sound. Like it reminded, it sounded just like that to me. And uh, I could not help but think of uh, some of the skits. And it took me out of the show. So, uh, Kiners, I'm sorry, this one was a miss for me. That's the first thing right off the bat. But let, so the story here. They end up on this dusty world. They they hit up this mine that Sid bought. They're trying to find some thing called Ipsium, um, which uh, you know caught my ear pretty early this morning because we live near Ypsilanti, Michigan. And I was like, oh, I wonder if there's somebody from Ypsilanti. Probably not, but uh, it just kind of reminded me of that. And I, every time they said it, I just kept on thinking about where I live. I'm like, they're not mining where I live. That's dumb, Rick. Don't think that. Um, but then there's a there's a storm way off in the back. And, of course, the Kiners even tweeted this out. But I was just like, there's a storm brewing, Annie. Um, so uh, you have to find cover. But it was going the other way. Cool. But uh, there's uh, cloudy skies on the horizon for the batch and for everybody. Uh, we find out that they're, they're being watched. And I'm sure I'm not the only person to think this. But um, if that's not like... A teenage Hondo, um, like the helmet looked the thing and the jacket looked the thing, although it looked more like hair than kind of like, I think the dreads kind of that Hondo has later. Um, but if that's not Hondo, like, come on, like I'm ready for Hondo. Don't get me wrong, but like, 
Yeah, I, I, whatever. It, it got me kind of excited because I, I, I happen to really like Hondo. Uh, it turns out that like somebody duped Sid because uh, the mine was already uh, was already empty. So uh, it seems like Sid is making some hasty decisions that are getting some people's in trouble or in some sticky situations. Um, so something's going on with Sid that um, our uh, Dewooten alluded to earlier that uh, there's some shady dealings that she's not being forthcoming about that. Uh, they're not helping anybody. Uh, least of all her, because if she's spending money on stuff and there's no returns on it, then uh, she's going to be taking it out on the batch even more so, because they're supposed to be making money for her. And uh, that will probably cause some tensions down the road. But this part, this is what I liked of this episode, like thematically showing Omega, I shouldn't say that I like it, but I do like the exploration of a younger character kind of grieving and being able to come to terms with the loss of another character. Now, Echo's not with them, but he's not gone. But Omega, as a person who's only ever been surrounded by essentially her siblings. I don't know if you can hear the wind, guys, but I'm in my car and it's really windy, so I apologize. Um, but she's only ever been surrounded by people um, in Topoka City. And now this new group that's essentially a family to her, which she even says so later on. And for Echo to leave, it's a very drawing thing for her because she doesn't understand it. Um, so I, I do like that there's a younger character who's having to come to terms with some things. Um, but along those lines, um, because she is kind of sent to work, there's a little bit of child labor in this episode, thumbs down, but she gets some of this Ipsium that record has, and then record messes up. And then that Hondo character steals their ship. If it's Hondo, I don't know if it's Hondo. Um, but throughout this thing, like text being a dick, just like, the whole first half of this episode, it's like, Tech, pump your brakes, homie. Like, yeah, Wrecker made a mistake. And Omega's having a hard time. Stop being an asshole. Like, what is your deal? Um, it really, it made me mad. I, I just wanted to, like, uh, I wanted to, like, flick my the screen and be like, what are you doing, man? Stop being like that. Um but we come to find out, of course, that he has a bit of a change of heart, uh, a change of programming, if you will. Um, and so they get out with the Ipsum that they do have. There's this big stampede. And I was like, oh, no, it's the Lion King. And uh, somebody's going to die. And then nobody died. Um, but then the storm does come. They find their way into another part of the, the uh, very conveniently located uh, mine entrance. And um, the Ipsum that they did have explodes. And another one of those instances where, like, Tex ragging on... Uh, Everybody else for their mistakes, but I think he's the one that dropped it this time. So he takes uh, he takes the grunt for that, but it's like he has no compassion about the fact that the ship is gone. No compassion about the fact that Echo is gone. And I get it. He's very analytical and very, like, on the surface about this stuff. Where Hunter's the one that's got to tell him, like, hey, man, you need to, uh, you got to deal with this. You need to go talk to Omega and make this right. And... Omega tells him straight out, like, or no, Hunter tells him, like, what is your issue? One of them tells him that. And I was like, hell yeah, tell him. And he says, he gives the old, I was merely stating the truth. Like, if you can't handle my truth, oh, that's your fault. No, dude, you could suck it. That's not the right attitude. Um, but I'm glad he does kind of change later on. But Omega goes off on her own. She finds that there's a, a whole, like, mine shaft of this Ipsium. She tries to get some and, you know, Tech has to go and find her on kind of Hunter's insistence. And like, 
he's got to like be the dad. He's got to be the big brother in this moment and try to find his way to rebuild her trust, which is another big kind of theme of this episode um, about trust. And, you know, it, it, the trust is broken uh, in that Echo's gone and Omega has to kind of relearn that. And especially the way Tech is being to her, um, not being able to read the emotions. I'm, I was kind of joking about him being you know, that hard calling him a dick and stuff. But it's like, I get like, he's not able to read the emotions for her, uh, as readily as some other people can. And he has a hard time of processing that and being compassionate where he's equating her sentiment with the loss of a material. And for Omega, those things are clearly not the same thing. Um, and I mentioned it with last week's, you know, her getting used to the idea of letting go of things. Um, She's having a hard time with Echo because Echo made a choice to not be with them. Like he wasn't taken away and it's something that she has to kind of learn that, you know, it was a choice that he made to do something positive um, for other people. So there's this, uh, this reevaluation of trust and a rebuilding of trust that has to be, um, reforged. And, um, luckily, I mean, that all does connect because they're a family and families can argue, um, but they can always find their, themselves back with each other. So, uh, Omega then falls at one point and I'm thinking, Oh no, she's not going to die. Cause that's not what's going to happen in the show. And then tech jumps after her, uh, blindly then up in these waters. Uh, they are cleansed in the waters of, uh, Lake, uh, and, um, they come up with a better understanding of themselves afterwards This is baptism, if you will, in these caves and the deep recesses of their souls that the symbolism of this episode is giving to us. They had to go down deep to find out what really matters about themselves and be cleansed in these waters. Um, it's all there guys. I mean, come on. And, uh, they are able to reach the rest of the team, Hunter and Wrecker at this point. And, uh, they have to come down too. they blow a hole in the wall. They find their way out. And the, even before that, the uh, conversation that Omega and, and tech have where it's this, everything is changing and you don't care. Omega says, and for him, he's basically, well, change is a constant. Uh, very, that very flat, analytical, you know, unable to see the emotional side of it. And, you know, he's saying that they have to uh, adapt and move on. And she says, we're a family. And that you need to act like it, that we're a family. We're not just a team. We're not just soldiers. We're family. And he says uh, that we must carry on. Like, they have to the choice was made and we have to make our choice and keep doing what, what we have to do. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I can joke about this, but like everything before this felt very much like corporate trust exercises, um, where, you know, he, something happens and he's got to reach out and help and, you know, stuff like that. But then the real fun, like familiar, familial bonding takes place, which was, um, is strangely sweet to see, you know, tech have this understanding of Omega's feelings and how hard it is for her to have to cope, uh, in the absence of somebody that she also considered family. Like, I don't know if she considers Rex to be family that way. Um, even though he may be like a cousin to her where these guys are brothers or, you know, father figures. Um, but again, for the younger audience, it is kind of nice for, younger audiences to kind of have that lens, um, you know, to, you know, kind of put themselves in the, in the same shoes. And, um, 
Anyway, so they find their way out. They're able to get in touch with Sid. They see this kind of ghost town or whatever that's been abandoned for a little while. That's the Hondo's old digs, I guess. And um, they reach out to Sid for help. And she's like, too bad, so sad, hangs up on them, says, give me a couple of days. So, again, she's up to something. Those seeds were planted earlier from uh, Greeny Malegi. Uh, I, I don't like that name. Um, but, um, yeah, and then they just have to kind of wait it out. And they're stranded there. Um, I, and again, I, I don't look ahead for the titles of the, you know, the following episodes. I don't really know what it's called, but while I did have some hangups over the episode there, the things that I, I think I didn't like were a little more superficial, but I do like kind of the emotional stuff that's happening with Omega and that she's almost forcing the rest of the team to have to, um, to have to relate to her, you know, coping with the, the, the trauma of it that uh, somebody made a choice to not be there with them. And it's, you know, like it's, even though she's the oldest of them by age, you know, she's the youngest by them, of them by experience. You know, they've been out and done stuff and Omega was, you know, helping out in the lab hospital areas of Camino up until she left with the team. So, uh, yeah, you know, there's probably some more we can get into, um, with this episode, but, um, yeah, I mean, if it turns out to be Hondo, cool. I wonder if they're gonna if they're gonna age down. Uh, I think it's uh, Jim Cummings' voice. Uh, I could be wrong about the name. Maybe they get somebody new. I don't know. Uh, the cast for this episode: three people: uh, D. Bradley Paycheck, uh, Michelle Eng, and uh, what's her name? Sid, whose name I'm forgetting. Uh, Real Perman. I apologize. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's about it, guys. I, you know, I don't really have much else to say. I, you know, I didn't, I like the episode, but you know, as this episode has been fair if my, in my rating, it's been kind of B minus, you know, overall, uh, even last week's episodes for me, I, you know, like I said in the beginning that the impact of the, some of that story was kind of lost to me because, or it wasn't as effective because there wasn't time to kind of dwell on some of the things. Um, and I think there should have been time for that. So and I get it, you know, the galaxy is quickly changing, but, um, yeah, um, I, I do want to say guys, um, you know, I've had a few people reach out after this last full episode that I did regarding, uh, my buddy Dave that passed away last week. Um, I appreciate everybody's sentiment that I did get, um, regarding that and, uh, you know, to, you know, the few people that did reach out, you know, it is very much appreciated and, uh, y'all are great. Um, but, uh, you know, going forward, guys, you know where to find me on the old social media machines uh, at Cad Bane's Bounty for the most part. You can find the show on Twitter and Hive at JT Comlink and uh, at Jam Transmissions on Instagram. Uh, please rate and review wherever you can on whatever devices you may use. Um, and uh, if you want to send emails about anything that happens in these episodes, or just about anything in Star Wars in general, you can do that. Comlink, C O M L I N K. At jam transmissions, jammed Oh my god! I'm sorry, guys. My my jaws are waiting for food and not talking. I'm hungry. It's my break time at work, and I need to eat something. Um, please do, uh, you know, share the episode as you as you see fit on whatever social media platform if you can. Let your friends know. Um, word of mouth is uh, is king in these parts. So until next time, maybe just next week. I don't know if I'm going to do something this weekend. 
Um, and uh, with some future guests that I do have uh, lined up, you know, so things are kind of coming into motion. I guess uh, I'm going to let you guys go. I got to go back to work. So may the forest be with all of you. You guys are the best.